Lawrence and Condola sitting near a tree. F-U-C-K-I-N-G. First comes hugs, then comes the savage. Now there's a baby in the baby carriage. Oh boy, Elijah Mustafa Walker is here and we have a lot to discuss, okay? So we'll get into that and much more on this episode of He Got Y'all. Let's start the show. Welcome to He Got Y'all, an insecure after show where we discuss plots, predictions, and much more. I'm your host, Malcolm Smith. Thank you for joining the kid today. So we're going to jump right in. We're not going to waste any time. Last night, we got episode three of season five of Insecure titled Pressure. Okay. Directed by Ava Burkowski, written by Jason Liu. All right, people. So this episode rating, getting a nine from the kid. I'll be honest, real transparent when I first, well, not first, but... When I watched the episode, about halfway through, I was like, okay, you all, I don't know if I'm really into this. I <laughs> have love for Jay Ellis, uh, but I don't know if I need a Lawrence spinoff. Because even just watching this one Lawrence episode, I was like, okay, people, I am not over the moon about this. But they brought it home for me. I'm not going to lie. It was starting off at like a seven. It was a seven for the kid. But after that scene in the kitchen with Lawrence and Condola, I was like, all right, y'all get a nine for me because solid across the board. But we'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, but yes, episode rating is definitely a nine for me. But let's get into some motherfucking flowers for this week. So flowers going out to friend in my head, someone I have just adored forever, Kiki Palmer. You know, Kiki just popped up on the scene last night and just gave me everything I needed. I just, uh, I adore her. I adore her. What I'm going to talk about right now is not even anything even related to Insecure. Here's what I need, right? Uh, TV talk show people. Kiki Palmer needs a talk show. I know we've been down this road before. She had the show on BET. She had the show on uh, uh, ABC with Michael Strahan and Sarah from The View. But Kiki needs like a very Negro-centric, Black-focused talk show, okay? Like Kiki Palmer and somebody else, almost like Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest style, where she doesn't have to do hot topics because we've seen Kiki do hot topics. She filled it for Wendy that one time. Was not the best. But I think it's Kiki's too Hollywood. Like Kiki's been in the game for so long where like she can't sit up on TV and like really comment on people in Hollywood because like, yo, these are friends. This is her life. So uh, much like Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest, I think we just need Kiki where she just discusses, like, current events, but isn't specifically, like, you know, tea, shade room type commentary. So, yes, just flowers to Kiki Palmer. I just stand. I love her. And that is it. So, shout out to Kiki Palmer because the gag is I'm a fan. <laughs> All right. So, uh, before we get into this week's episode completely, let's just focus on last week a little bit. Uh, we had our people poll question, which was, was Nathan wrong for leaving Issa. The results are in. Oh, the options were before we get to the results. Uh, choice was, yup, he's still raggedy. Other option was, nah, that was the best decision. And 57% of you thought that he is still raggedy. 43% feels like that was the best decision. So uh, we'll get back to this at the end of the episode. But we already see that Nathan is going to be popping up again next week. But, you know. We'll get back to that when we get back to that. But let's focus on what we saw last night. So 
We knew last week coming out of the episode that it was going to be a mainly Lawrence episode this week. And that's what we got. So we started with the flashback. We picked up from the breakup of Issa and Lawrence that we saw in episode one. Uh, Lawrence goes back to his apartment and cuts the lights on and sees that all, or we see, that all of his things are packed up and he's ready to move to Frisco. So Lawrence is up and out. We see him in San Francisco. Looks like he's living next door to Danny Tanner. Just all of the hills, all of the San Francisco things happening, including the trolleys, which Lawrence is afraid to be on. <laughs> but we see him thriving at work. And this episode really could have been titled Stepping Up, as we will get to a little bit later. But I'm sure y'all know already. We see Lawrence is trying to do the right thing. But yes, he's thriving at work. You know, he's on the on the fast track in the corporate world so good good for lawrence you know not a woot woot in sight but he's doing what he needs to do so lawrence is out in san francisco he's dating and he's having one of them awkward ass first date convos asking sisterin do you have any siblings which i mean honestly you all if i have to answer on another first date how many siblings do you have? I'm I'm just gonna reach across the table and choke the nigga because I'm I I I am tired of all of us clearly having the same conversations on these first dates. But I get it. That's how you meet people. That's how you get to know people. Yada yada yada. Typical typical first date conversations. And in this conversation, we see that Lawrence gets the text that the baby has been born. Now we'll get into this later in this episode, but we already see the difference between the two freedoms. Because Condola would not and could not have been on no date in her third trimester. But Lawrence is still out here dating, living his best life. Because there is no way Condola would have and could have been on a date in her third trimester. But again, we're already seeing the differences between the freedoms between the two of them. And as we see later in the episode, there's a lot more that goes down. But before we get there, can we just acknowledge this text message? Because this was wild to me. Now, a text for this kind of news is extreme for the dad. You know, like, I feel like we're at a point in time now where texting is very much of the main source of communication for a lot of people. I feel like I found out my godson was born through a text. I feel like I found out my most recent niece was born through a text. Yeah, so, like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, that's not really a big thing for me. But as the daddy, as the papa, you found out through a text message. Now, I'm not going to hold you. I feel like this is equal fault on both sides because condola could have called him should have called him but also on lawrence's side have you been that absent like have you been that absent where the mother of your child didn't even feel like calling you was worth enough where she was just like we'll send a text to the kid i don't know i don't know but we fast forward we see lawrence shows up at the hospital condola is laying in the bed with her mama and her sister augustus kira who's just saying all the things that Many of us are thinking when many of the people that we love are in situations that they should not be in. But that's neither here nor there. So Lawrence walks into the hospital room and Condola's mom is like, oh, it's nice to meet you. And this is red flag number one, people, because not this being the first time you're meeting your son's meemaw. Oh, Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence. Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. This is not it. Now, I'm confused. Was there not a baby shower? Did the mama not come to any of the doctor's appointments? Or did Lawrence just not come to any of the doctor's appointments? Because the math ain't math in here. Which one is it? But it's the first time that, you know, Mama Condola's meeting Lawrence. And the, I'm not going to lie. The exchange seemed very 
genuine. It didn't feel like she was being shady. Uh, the fact that Kiki Palmer or Kira was also like, oh, so this is why the baby looked like the way the baby looked. I'm like, oh, so Condola really has not been keeping her family in the loop on this Lawrence situation at all. Like, y'all never even seen a picture of this man? Okay. All right. I see where we are at <laughs> with this. But, yes, the baby is born. Lawrence is back in L.A. And he needs a place to crash for the weekend. And who else would he call but his nigga Chad? Yes, yes, yes. Chad is back in the building giving us all the things we love about Chad calling a baby Mufasa, complaining about the Lion King remake, and wanting to see Beyonce in a movie if Beyonce is in a movie. And I said, you know what, Chad? I'm fucking with it. I see where you're coming from, bro. But Lawrence is complaining to Chad, saying that Condola is acting like he's a deadbeat. And I cannot sit and think, sis, you might be a deadbeat. But what's been presented at this point of the episode so far Ain't it, beloved? I mean, you missed the birth of your baby. And I, 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 okay, Lawrence. All right, that's what we're doing. So Chaz and Lawrence get into this whole conversation about the baby getting Lawrence's last name, which leads us to the question, was Condola wrong for naming the baby without consoling Lawrence? Because here's the thing, right? I don't have any children. I know many people that have children. I feel like, just based off of what we've seen so far, Lawrence ain't really been around, and that's a problem for Condola. Problem for me, too, but listen, I didn't have no baby with him, so I'm fine over here. But babies generally don't get named upon delivery. I mean, there's a few cases where some people will be like, oh, we'll push the baby out, we'll see what they look like, and we'll name them from there. Which, if that's your thing, you know, God bless. Shout out to y'all. But I feel like most people know the name of their baby before it's born, they just don't be telling random people, which I get wholeheartedly. But I, 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 I don't know. I just feel like Condola knew the name of this baby before the baby was born. But then, hmm, 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 hmm. What if Condola considers Lawrence to be random people? Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I feel like this was a conversation that really should have been had weeks before the baby was born. Like you never once talked to the mother about what the name of the baby was going to be. Like, I don't know, Lawrence. You you clicking, but you're clicking down for me this episode. It's just a lot. It's a lot going on with you. But we will not hold the past against him. We will take Lawrence at face value and what he's trying to do in present day. And in present day, Lawrence is at the baby's doctor's appointment. Every episode of Insecure, they feature the writer in the episode. It's usually like a line or a cameo or some type of on-camera moment. So we have the writer of this week's episode... Jason Liu playing the pediatrician and he's assuring them that the baby is healthy he's getting taller he's losing weight and I said wow give me Elijah's diet plan because tall and slender goals needed wanted in my life <laughs> so we also learned in this scene that Condola is trying to get the baby to latch and it's just been rough it's been rough for the two of them but the doctor assures them that you know it gets easier that Ja is going to be Gucci Mainly because he's adorable and there's just been so many ugly, hideous babies that have come across his examination table. But not baby Ja, okay? Eli is a cutie pie. Yes, yeah, so by the time we get to this point of the episode, it seems like Lawrence is really trying to make it work. He's talking about coming back and forth every weekend. And my thing is, this feels a little... Hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? It's feeling a little... 
unprepared because my thing is, bruh, you knew this baby was coming. You didn't think about how often you were going to see your baby before your baby got here. Uh, okay, I guess. I mean, listen, I remember when my youngest niece was born, which was only like two or three years ago now. And even then I was like, so the due date is when? Okay, cool. I'm going to come two weeks after just in case Cistrin is late. Like, you plan for this type of stuff, Lawrence. Like, you knew the baby was coming. So, again, so clicking down in the what the fuck are you doing department because Lawrence, we knew. We knew. We knew. We knew. But, again, trying to hold Lawrence at face value for what's been presented in this episode. So, yeah, not looking good for our guy. And, again, I'm not trying to bash Lawrence this whole episode, but I feel like we just got to just address this honestly and unfortunately, see, the great thing about Insecure normally is that there's a couple different storylines going on. So if we're dragging one person over here, the other people in the show get a chance to also do some fuckery. So it's not usually all of this energy towards one person. But last night we got a full Lawrence episode. So this is a full Lawrence reading. Here we go. So a few moments later, we're at the baby's christening. The baby has been baptized and he is gift wrapped in the most amazing wrap of paper there is, the blood of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so while at the christening, we meet and get one of the blackest uncle moments in black uncle history. Uncle Ronnie walks up to Lawrence, daps him up, slides that $5 tip in his hand. And I just said, oh, Uncle Ronnie. Oh, Uncle Ron. Just... <sighs> I love it. I respect it. Money is money. But what is this grown-ass man going to do with this $5? Like, what? What, Uncle Ronnie? What is this? What is this? Such an adorable moment. Because if you have anybody in your family or in your life like Uncle Ronnie, they just don't realize that you have grown up. You know? Like, I feel like in Uncle Ronnie's mind, Lawrence is still, like, this nine-year-old kid that he knew when he was nine years old. And it's like... Papa, 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 this is not it. This is not it. But shouts to Uncle Ronnie giving us some good old authentic black uncle moments. All right, so moving forward, uh, Condola later texts Lawrence and suggests that they go to Simone's for his birthday together, which I did not understand. Mainly because Tiffany is not Lawrence's friend. Like, I feel like even when Lawrence showed up to, um, what's the child's name? Derek's birthday party, like, he made it very clear to a partner, like, oh, these are my f ex's friends. So, like, why? Well, I can't say that because he also is, like, friends with Derek. So, hmm. All right. Okay. You know what? I take that back. I take it back. I take it back. But, uh, yeah, so Condola texts Lawrence to say that they should go to the party together, which, again, I still don't understand because you could have went to the party and not gone together. But I guess it might have been more awkward for them to show up individually, I don't know, child. It was awkward on, on all fronts. But, yes, they agreed to go to the party together. And very noticeably, Molly and Issa were not there, which I was a little confused about because I didn't know if it was, like, one of those we don't go to kids' party if we don't have kids, which I can't relate to because Uncle Malcolm be at all the kid parties, child. Drinking a liquor in the kitchen, taking walks with the parents that enjoy taking walks, and then watching the babies dance to Baby Shark or whatever the fuck the kids are into that year. So... It was a little odd to me that Molly and Issa were not there, but who was there was our good sis Kelly. And like I predicted a couple weeks ago, Kelly done switched up on us. 
Sis has stopped drinking, but Miss Mamas is definitely still smacked, as we learned when she had to curse her cousin Terrell out, who was dressed as Pepper Pig with the hard R. Kelly Prenny, you know, just representing me on all days that end in Y. But Kelly walks up to Lawrence and Condola and is almost surprised to see them together. And our good sis Kelly makes an already awkward situation even more awkward. <laughs> so Lawrence, you know, is just trying to make some small talk with Kelly. He asks about her other friends, <coughs> Issa, <coughs> uh, with the whole newborn baby strapped to his chest. And it's like, sir, can we focus? Can we focus? Okay, we have bigger fish to fry right now. But he asks about Kelly's other friends. And Kelly came through like a real friend should. She hit him with the... Everyone I associate with is thriving, in abundance, limitless. That's right, Kelly. That's fucking right. PSA to all my friends. If you run into one of my old niggas in the street, this is the energy. I don't care if I'm down badder than I've ever been. I don't care if I'm down the baddest, okay? A bitch could be living under the Brooklyn Bridge. If you see Raleigh ass, you tell him I'm having lunch with Michelle Obama at noon, okay? You don't let these niggas in. You don't let old niggas into new energy, okay? If I've moved on... If he asks about me, I'm popping, okay? Even if I'm not. <laughs> so, yes, definitely love the, the energy that Kelly was on. And Kelly being Simone's godmother means that, A, of course, they have to have matching outfits for the party because Kelly. And then, B, she has to make a speech, one that I related to on a deep spiritual level. Kelly grabbed that mic and was like, listen, I don't fuck with children. I never have. They remind me of demons, but not my little Simone. This one right here, she is an angel amongst demons. And I screamed because <laughs> so relatable. People love to be like, especially for me, like, oh, you're so good with kids. You love them. Ah, 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 ah. I love my kids. I love my nieces. I love my nephews. I love my godson. I love my baby cousins. The rest of y'all, listen, the rest of y'all kids is a case by case child by child scenario so fucking heavily with the these kids are demons energy i respect it kelly i respect it so then we get to the end of the party with lawrence and condola and we find out that this nigga lawrence has been giving the baby solid foods throughout the party which again so black so so black black people love to overfeed a baby you drop your baby off at their nana house and you come back to find out your baby has been eating chicken, mac and cheese, and oxtails. Meanwhile, your baby's only five and a half months old. Just <sighs> no respect. No respect to the parents. This causes a very big, big rift between the two of them. The kids at the party are playing Pinatale on a donkey, musical chairs, and Lawrence and Condola are playing tug of war with the damn baby. Just hot ass mess. So thinking of this relationship between the two of them as a Jenga tower, this is just now another piece that has been pulled out from the foundation of this. Well, it's not even a relationship because it's clear that these two are struggling to co-parent together. And that brings us to a scene that I was so obsessed with last night. That split screen between Lawrence and Condola. Just so beautiful. So, so gorgeous. Again, shout out to the director, Ava Borkowski, just giving us amazing visuals. And it really showed the vast difference between their current realities because Lawrence is out here smashing cheeks and, you know, popping bottles at work and just living his best life. Condola is over here in a just a state of a state of stress. <laughs> like, there's no other way to put it. This baby's crying. This baby's hollering. This baby is running her into the fucking ground 
And yeah, the differences between these two worlds or the differences between these two and their worlds right now could not be any more day and night. Now, what this episode also did that was very interesting was let Condola almost have a foot in her mouth moment because she was being so protective, for lack of a better term. But what they really tapped on is really how hard it is to raise a child, especially on your own. And so much of her energy last season was, I'll do this with or without you, which I respect wholeheartedly. Like, if a man gets a woman pregnant and a woman decides to keep the baby, the man has no say in that. Like, you should have wrapped it up, my brother. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So I respect that she really leaned into that energy and had the baby. But I think sis learned really fast, like, okay, this shit is going to take a village. Like, I got my mama, I got my sister, but... I'm going to need a little bit more, and Lawrence is going to have to step the fuck up. So, you know, she let, I, I don't want to say let, but she is more accepting to Lawrence being a part of the village. Because them late nights and them early mornings are starting to get to sis, and it is very clear. So, after flaking on what I believe was the weekend before, again, insecure, I told y'all, this time is going to confuse the fuck out of me. Because we were technically a year ago at the top of the episode because that was when Issa and Lawrence broke up. And then I'm not sure how much time is in between the breakup and the baby being born. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But in any, in any event, I say all of that to say, uh, at this point now, the baby's about four months old. So um, the schedule is getting confusing. I need a tutor. Someone please send help. But I believe it was the weekend before that Lawrence flaked. Uh, but Lawrence makes it back to L.A. to pick up the baby for the weekend. And this is where shit gets wild. So Eli's having a fucking fit in this kitchen. Lawrence comes into the house, tries to console him. Spoiler alert, it ain't work. And in this moment, Condola decides that maybe Lawrence shouldn't take the baby for the night. And the tension in this scene, woo, shit got serious. This was really the scene where the episode rating went from a 7 to a 9 for me. Because I was like, oh, these motherfuckers are in it. Like, they are acting. Like, I, <laughs> I feel uncomfortable watching this. And I should. Because it's an uncomfortable moment. So, shout out to uh, Jay and... Uh, what is uh, Condola's... Uh, Christina? I think Jay and Christina. Yeah, shout out to them. Because they were in it. And yeah, this is where shit gets really serious. This is where Lawrence hits Condola with the You Blew Up My Lifeline. And I said, wow. Somebody passed me the jar of cocoa butter because there's an ashy nigger on the premises and we need to address it. Condola blew up your life? Sir. Sir. Your life? Okay. All right. Cool. And in this moment, Condola kicked Lawrence out swiftly because she can do battle by herself, okay? Like, we don't need you and your ashy kneecapped ass over here causing more pain than pleasure. But this scene really did bring it all the way home for me because it was just so raw. It was raw. It was honest. It was some really great writing. And now, like I said earlier, some time has passed. The baby is now four months old. And it's been clearly four months of last-minute cancellations, not seeing eye-to-eye, not being able to figure this shit out. And the two of them have just reached a breaking point. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we see Lawrence is on his way back to San Francisco when the turbulence on the plane begins to go apeshit. And things look rocky for a moment. They eventually settle down. 
And Lawrence looks out the window and notices that there is a full moon. Now, I had not noticed this, but someone on Twitter pointed this out. I forget who it was. I Forgive me. Somebody that I follow. But they noticed that each episode of the show has had a full moon in it, which I did not realize. I also don't know about all them stars and shit like y'all be doing with astrology and horoscopes and yada, yada, yada. But I know a full moon holds some value in, you know, resetting, fresh start, new intentions, yada, yada, yada. So... Uh, yes, definitely noticed the full moon in the episode last night. And I guess for Lawrence, that felt like what could have been a near-death experience. And he gets home, he calls Condola, and he tries to figure this shit out, which I appreciate it. You know, again, because we can talk a lot of shit about what Lawrence had not been doing prior to the baby being here. Very clear, because again, you just meet in... Well, you know what? Let me not say that. I was saying he's just meeting Condola's mom for the first time, but... Maybe Condola's mom is not from LA. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'll give her I'll give him that. But it's clear that there's a lot of shit that's been going on that Lawrence has not really been present for, i.e. naming this baby. So, you know, the past is the past, the present is the present. And I feel like we will give Lawrence enough, enough, enough for just trying to do the right thing at this point. But I do think that. I don't want to say near death. Near death is so dramatic. But that turbulence on that plane was really fucking around. So let's say near death for, for the fun of it. But that near death experience really, I think, kind of shift perspective for Lawrence. And I think he really had like a revelation of like, what would happen to my life if I, or what would happen to this child if I was no longer in his life? Which is staying right on theme for the season because it's legacy. What would happen if I wasn't here? And it seems like everything between Lawrence and Condola are going to be all right. And that's where we end this week's episode. So people poll question, was Condola doing too much with Lawrence? Uh, clearly, I think you know how I feel, but I would like to know how you feel, friends. <laughs> was she doing too much? Uh, if you listen on Spotify, you can answer the question. I think it's at the bottom of the page. It's somewhere on the page, somewhere on the Spotify page. Uh, but yeah, that's where we leave off for this week's episode. So I'm not going to lie was not my favorite episode of insecure i did miss our girls you know Issa and molly really are the foundation of this show and the fact that neither one of them were really present had me a little sad but we see that next week we're getting a full molly and Issa moment Issa is still kicking it with nathan molly's about to be dating another one of nathan's friends because let's not forget him and andrew were or still are friends Crenshaw is coming for Issa's head. Just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. But that's it for this week. We're going to keep it a little light because, again, I, I could not sit here for a full half an hour and truly drag Lawrence because I'm tired, okay? I'm exhausted. <laughs> so let me know what's on your mind, though. Tweet me at he got y'all. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, and, yes, what's Condola doing too much with Lawrence? Let me know how you feel, all right? So thank you for listening. Uh, you can find this show wherever you're listening at right now. We're also on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher. Also, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts, five stars only. It costs you nothing, okay? So just scroll on down, hit the five stars, you know, type a little something, you know. Malcolm is nice. We appreciate Malcolm. We value Malcolm. Any of those things, whatever's on your spirit, okay, honey? Just put it down in a little in the little comment section. <laughs> and that is it for this week. Uh, before we go, I just have to give a shout out to my friend Peter A, who hosts the podcast My Little Underground. Uh, he had me on 
last well he had me on this week but we taped it like two weeks ago uh but yes where we discuss uh this show insecure in general and then i've been holding out on saying this but i discussed it on peter's show so i guess i should say it now i have been working on a web series yay exciting so um in the coming weeks i'll tell you more about it but if you go listen to that interview you'll get some background on that there but yeah shout out to peter a for having me on such a great conversation and yes also Issa was on kevin durant's kevin durant's podcast which i didn't even know he had a podcast but um have not finished the interview but it was pretty good so i recommend it go check it out and yeah that's where we end this week's episode so uh thank you so much for listening uh as always tell a friend tell your mama tell your cousin tell all the people you know that we over here talking about insecure and that wraps up episode three we got seven episodes left and we are slowly but quickly moving through this season all right that's it y'all be good we'll talk next week right here on he got y'all